Hey, this is Kept, and you are currently tuned into Exploding Head Movies, one of my absolute favorite programs on CITRFM Vancouver.
Good evening. I always forget how long it takes for this track to fade in behind me once it kicks in. Assuming all the levels are set properly here, let's give it a shot. Ah, I see what happened. Someone changed the channels. The magic of figuring out the secondary mixer. Anyways, enough insider talk right there. You got me. Anyways, good evening. Congratulations to all the every nominee and every winner and to all of you. Hopefully you're having a pleasant Monday evening wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's award-winning community radio station, C-I-T-R. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here at 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, Trepid viewer might try to figure out which way I'm pointing as I'm completely crossed up. The sun's there. South is that way. Anyways, you can figure it out. I am a horrible compass. West Pass Point Gray and the dipping cross, dipping south across the Sailor's Sea to all the ships and the creatures in the water. Then CITR signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up through the sky and deep into space. For as long as this planet and this station continues to emit, emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down well into the underground. From where we come from. And from where all good things bubble up. Tallest Optic subscribers could tune into CITR on their television sets. Just point yourselves to channel 7023. At least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web, www.citr.ca. There you'll find the Exploding Hit Movies show page, and it contains track listings and downloads for this episode once the live broadcast is done, along with past ones going back many a year. You'll also find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. You can also find that podcast on iHeart, Deezer, Geosaven, Stitcher, and Spotify those times you can't listen live to the crystal wireless whether in your car in your kitchen on the beach or wherever you may be but then the shoutcast stream at the website my name is Gak and I'll be rummaging through all the gift bags for the next two hours so let me know if you have any cool swag although I get first pickings you should have received your complimentary and newly regulatory Slap to the face in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, whoa. Good. That's a good thing. Shouldn't have been complimentary or regulatory in any way whatsoever. Anyways, phone number of the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. That they'll spell U-B-C-C-I-T-R. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. Since we are mixing everything live, must be able to talk to each and every one of you through the mic here. 
You can email anytime radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Hit Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Twitter at 100 Air and on Instagram, you can follow me as my optic man. So yes, as we eventually hear here, in the background this is Lossel, and this is the title track to last year's album, Clara. Lossel's the alias of Vancouverite Scott Morgan, and he worked on this piece in conjunction with the rest of the album, based on a three-minute composition performed by a 22-piece orchestra in Budapest, which was then cut onto a 7-inch, whereby Morgan started to sample it, then slowly destroy that record, scratching it, doing other damage, then subsequent sampling of that. And Clara refers to Latin word for bright. So the acoustic strings, the electronic textures, along with the element of decay. So... A wild Oscar season wrapped up, and over the past six weeks, we've looked at all the nominees for the musical side of the 94th Academy Awards for motion pictures. After they're announced, for the first five weeks, we listened to all the score nominees. Last week, we heard all the Best Original Song nominees. And last night, well, all manners of drama unfolded. The producers had hoped to make a more memorable Oscars by doing a few things to streamline the process, even though the awards seemingly took as long as they normally do. And then what was most memorable was a complete fracas at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. I'll get into the main headline news from there eventually in all its unscripted mayhem, but uh, from an awards standpoint, this was a bit of a surprise, although... The Best Picture winner had actually garnered a lot of attention over its entire lifespan. It was picked up by Apple, so the folks that make your phones, your computers, and the various streaming and where you get some music sometimes, well, they're now in the business of visual content. They have Apple TV+, they have shows, and they've acquired movies. One of them made its Sundance premiere last January. Apple bid for it, and that what was one. That was Coda. And we started the show with one of the songs heard in the film as sung by the actress Amelia Jones. We heard Beyond the Shore. Along with Best Picture, Coda won an Academy Award in all three categories it was nominated in. So later on in the show, we're going to hear some of the selections from Marius DeVries' score to the film. Plenty of positive highlights to talk about. Lost in what ever happened towards the end there. As Ariana DeBose won Best Supporting Actress as Anita from Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. And she's the first Afro-Latina and openly queer person of color to win. And it's also the second time that the role of Anita from West Side Story won an Oscar as the 1961 film adaptation had a winner. Amongst the 10 Oscars it won at that time, Anita was played by Rita Marino, who actually appears in the new version. This time, this West Side Story only won that one despite being nominated for seven Oscars. And if you are curious, there are two other characters that had multiple actors win for their portrayal, and that's the Joker from two Batman films, and then Vito Corleone from the first two Godfathers, because we don't talk about the third one at all. Otherwise, Jane Camping won for Best Director for The Power of the Dog, making it her first woman to be nominated twice for that category, and the third woman to win after Catherine Bigelow and Chloe Zhao. And Campaign had won an Oscar earlier for his screenplay for the film The Piano. And best original screenplay went to Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, his first Oscar win. And he was the first person to be nominated in seven different categories through his career. 
we will talk about the weird stuff eventually here. But um, the big winner overall was the film Dune. It took home six Oscars. Uh, so, oddly enough, only three films actually won multiple Oscars, along with Dune and Coda. It was the eyes of Tammy Faye, which won two. But Dune won six, mostly technical and uh, oddly off-screen, because that was one of the streamlined options. Best sound, best film editing, best cinematography, best production design, best visual effects, and in the relevant interest of the show, best original score by Hans Zimmer. Now, this is really a big surprise from that last category, since Zimmer had won already multiple awards for his music, and uh, he came into Sunday night as a clear favorite. And score, best score, was one of the awards handed out earlier in the afternoon, so the announcement actually came before the red carpet gala and the actual ceremony itself. So I was able to react accordingly for tonight. So this is Hans Zimmer's second Oscar. He won his first back in 1995 for the original Lion King. And we've profiled this score already a couple times. But we still have more few cues in the bank to play with here. From his Oscar winning score to Dune, this will be Hans Zimmer. And we start off with leaving Caladan. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies here from the live the realms of Studio A, that radio station that you know what's in the box and keeps its hand in there. This is CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
two short cues there. I mean, I've already profiled Dune twice already. Back when it first came out in November last year in Exploding Hit Movies, episode 578. And during, during the nomination phase, so a couple weeks back in Exploding Hit Movies 594, but from his Oscar-winning score to Dune, we had Hans Zimmer with Leaving Caladan. And the wild little drums came in for the Ornithopter. And behind me, this is Visions of Chani. Hans Zimmer was not in Los Angeles to accept the award since he's on a tour with his music in Europe. So he didn't accept the award in person, along it was pre-taped. But uh, one of the co-stars from Dune was one of the co-hosts of the pre-award ceremony. And that's Jason Momoa, who played the wonderfully noble named Duncan Idaho in Dune Part 1. Momoa celebrated in his absence, but there was video footage that showed Hans Zimmer celebrating in his pajamas and housecoat at a hotel bar in Amsterdam at 2 a.m. local time with a mock Oscar. And as noted before, Hans Zimmer will return to the universe of Dune when Part 2 is set to come out in 2023. And there's word of a third film based on the Messiah novel in the Frank Herbert series as well. Not sure if he's going to be associated with the potential HBO Max or HBO series tied to the sisterhood, but we shall see. So, yes, that was one of the weird things that uh, of the 23 categories that the Academy Awards or the Emotion Picture Academy hands out, eight were filmed before the live broadcast with the idea that the awards would be edited into the live proceedings to speed things up as well. The Governor's Awards and the other special Oscars were handed out on Friday, March 25th, and then also edited in, so Samuel L. Jackson appeared there, got an award, despite being a presenter later on in the actual live ceremony. Elaine May and Liv Ullman, they all received honorary awards, and then Danny Glover got the Humanitarian Award. Of course, in the midst of speeding everything up to increase the audience, fan awards were announced, and both tie into Zack Snyder, which is something you totally think about when it comes to quality films and Oscar material. So we're talking about Fast. Well, The Flash enters the speed zone from Zack Snyder's Justice League was voted as the cheerworthy movie moment. And then Snyder appeared again with the fan favorite film of Army of the Dead. Those went over like a big iron balloon with the crowd. Of course, all during that, they had additions to tributes to the James Bond film series. Introduced by a whole bunch of skateboarders. <laughs> They're only naming some of the actors. And then there's a 50th anniversary segment so to The Godfather. So, the overall ceremony was kind of shaggy. But all impressions were it was still entertaining. But, yeah. <laughs> Chaos did ensue. Uh... Crazy to think that the Oscar-winning song is something we actually heard back in February 2020 when the build-up to Daniel Craig's final attempt as James Bond was then thwarted by the pandemic, leading to a year-and-a-half-long delay to the release of No Time to Die. But still, it was written for the film, which meant it was still part of the best original song since it was tied to a visual media, not released beforehand, as it were. I'm not going to even get into the rules. It's complicated. So Billie Eilish, along with co-writer and brother Phineas O'Connell, picked up the award for the song that we're about to hear. I was going to look for a cover, but everything I've heard, not a fan of. And as I learned 
I should have known this beforehand. On guitar, we have Johnny Marr, formerly of the Smiths. So, in accepting award, Eilish indicate that uh, she is no longer the moody teen of old, even though she's still quite young. She is the first Oscar winner born into the 2000s and the youngest artist to win three awards for the same song, Oscar, Grammy, and Golden Globe. From what I heard, the Vancouver show that she had at Rogers Place last Thursday was a smash. And uh, if you want to catch more Eilish outside of her most recent album, if you watch the latest Pixar film, Turning Red, Eilish and O'Connell wrote all the boy band songs for it. So many of Torontonians thrilled about it, and also people who are fans of Red Pandas. I'll see if I can get a profile soon. Feels like I need to tackle that along with the score by Ludwig Gornson. But anyways... We've heard this a few times already. We'll get one more kick of the can here and bask in its entire glory. With Johnny Marr on guitar, Hans Zimmer doing the orchestration, here's the Oscar-winning song by Billie Eilish from the film No Time to Die. Yeah. 
just no time to die. The 21st edition of Doxa Documentary Film Festival returns May 5th to 15th, 2022. Committed to cultivating curiosity and critical thought, Doxa will present both short and feature films from across Canada and the globe, representing some of the best in documentary cinema. The hybrid in-person online festival will include both live and pre-recorded conversations with filmmakers, as well as some industry-specific events. Visit doxafestival.ca for more details.
Original version of that song was a B-side to their 1969 song, Age of Aquarius slash Let the Sun Shine In. That was live from the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival, The Fifth Dimension, with Don't Ya Hear Me Callin' To Ya. As featured in the documentary Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. The Harlem Cultural Festival actually ran for multiple years in New York from 1967 to 1974, but the most successful series of the concerts, of which there were six, were done in the summer of 69, known informally as Black Woodstock, and was originally set to be screened for TV, but uh, only a couple excerpts tied some some of the artists actually managed to get out until director Questlove, otherwise known as... Amir Thompson found the footage and made Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul won Best Feature Documentary last night at the 94th Academy Awards. Questlove, better known as the drummer from The Roots. And he really dug in and found all these other great acts performing there and their footage, like Mahalia Jackson, the Staple Singers, you got Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight and the Pips, just as they're starting off and taking off. You have B.B. King in his prime, Nina Simone, just scorching the earth with her power. The queen, as it were. And yes, something worth celebrating, but immediately <laughs> overshadowed, because uh, Chris Rock was the one presenting Questlove with the award. Uh, I want to separate the two, because right now Questlove is just being like, can I talk about this passion project? That deals with a neglected bar of black history as a whole bunch of Oscar history unfolded. I'll get to it soon enough, but I just want at least some time for that to breathe there, not to keep teasing it. Anyways, in the background, this is Johnny Greenwood from his Oscar-nominated score to The Power of the Dog. This is Viola Quartet. And despite Power Dog being nominated for 12 Oscars, it only won one, and it was Jane Campion as Best Director. Not sure if any of the Sam Elliott comments about that film not being Western because all the men were walking around without shirts was there. Not sure if Sam Elliott knows that I do like his style, but too much custom involved there. Anyways, I need to talk at some point about the poor beneficiaries of this entire award season since Campion does tie into it, but there's a whole bunch of live music to talk about. That's happening here. So we're going to move away from at least the movies as part of the direct conversation and the entire Oscars until we get to CODA again. But we'll feature some of the background ta- tracks that I talk over to tie into a little bit more what's going on. But anyways, I had a bunch of other concerts set for today, but both of those were canceled. So for fans of Claro and Pompoco, we'll save that music for when they come back or I can sneak it in for something else. But Ostra is scheduled to play Fortune Sound Club this Thursday, March 31st, with special guest Aura Kogan. Doors for that show are 8, shows at 9. Tickets are still on sale for this, so this should be going ahead, since Ostra's from Toronto. Doesn't really have to worry about too many cases of border crossings here. So tickets are $25 plus service charges, so just a little bit north of $35 there, which you can get through ticketweb.ca, and is a 19 and older show. The Fortune Sound Club. Astra's most recent album was 2020's Hirudin, which I believe she wanted to tour for when it came out, but she's going to be here now anyways. Here's Astra with I Am Not Waiting. (laughs) 
it's yours. Join the more than 130,000 others who attended a federal Indian day school and have applied for compensation. July 13, 2022 is your last day to submit a claim. It's free and it's confidential. For information and legal support, visit IndianDaySchools.com or call 1-844-539-3815.
Beach House from Baltimore with the title track to their new album, Once, Twice, Melody. It was released in four parts, just based on the fact it is a double album, and that actually was one of the first songs released back in the autumn of 2021. Beach House play the Queen Elizabeth Theater next Tuesday, April 5th. Doors are at 7, shows at 8 p.m. There are still tickets available through Ticketmaster.ca. Remaining tickets start at $92.25 since it's purely resale at this time. Uh, although they actually do have still tickets available for accessibility seating. So it's an all-ages show. Should be fantastic. Uh, for all ages behind me, this is Jermaine Franco. From her Oscar-nominated score from Encanto, this is El Camino de Mirabel for the House of Mirabel. Encanto was nominated for Best Song Score by Franco and Best Song by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Didn't win those, as we heard, but it took home the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. Miranda couldn't make it to the award ceremony since he did make it to L.A., but his wife tested positive for COVID, so he stayed back. And there were two Encanto songs performed at last night's Oscars, so along with the nominated Dos Oruguitos. It opened with the big smash that should have been probably nominated, but was definitely very movie-specific. We don't talk about Bruno, which was converted into an Oscar-themed song with Megan Thee Stallion. Up next, well, actually, let's talk about one of the artists that was supposed to play in town tonight. So we'll pivot and make sure we talk about Claro. She was supposed to play the Orpheum Theum, the Orpheum Theater with Arlo Parks. Parks put out a wonderful album last year that won the Mercury Prize in Britain, which was collapsed in Sunbeams. Claro, singer-songwriter who made her debut with a lo-fi single in 2017 called Pretty Girl and has put out two albums since. So this is the second album from 2021 Sling. And before I forget, if you did have tickets for Claro tonight, uh, refunds should be automatically processed through Ticketmaster. So if that has not happened, do reach out to them and see what you can do. And there's no yet worth of a rescheduled date. So here's Claro with one of the flowers that we should expect blooming right now, although if you're to talk to me as a botanist or florist, especially in the Pacific Northwest, I have no clue. This is Zinnias. See me standing on the corner of Comstock and Waverly in the days where I saw my brother speak for the first time since he graduated in the spring. Got a cold piece of information to bring to you. Said sorry, but I can't stay here while I wait for June. I miss the southern cosmos and the zinnias, oh the zinnias. It comes to me in a dream in the dead Heat in the suffocating wet grip It's got a hold on my mama It's Marietta's kiss Quietly I'm tempted Sure sounds nice to settle down for a while But the real estate show itself to me I could wake up with a baby just a couple doors down from my bed, yeah. My sister met in a ring. I 
Thursday from 11 p.m. till midnight for copy and paste with your host Tim, aka Autonomy, the very best in underground dance music. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Give me the moon, straight into my heart drive. Give me the moon, straight into my heart drive, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 15 in my garden, skipping. My neighbor Sue is watching me from a window. Oh, mama, did you tell Sue I'm a
from England. That was Alt-J off their new album, The Dream, which just came out a couple weeks ago. That was Hard Drive Gold. And Alt-J are playing quite the lineup at the Pacific Coliseum at this Wednesday, March 30th here in Vancouver. Because they're playing with Portugal the Man with Cherry Glazer opening. Doors open at 6, so bear that in mind this Wednesday. Show starts at 6.45 p.m. Tickets start at $36.50. Tickets are available through Ticket Leader. Should be fun stuff there. And we're about to get into it here. In the background, this is Chris Browers. From his score to King Richard, this is Carbon Mesa. You've heard Chris Bowers' music in Bridgerton, the Netflix series, which is now in season two, in all its seeminess. And King Richard was up for six Oscars last night, including Best Song by Beyonce, who opened the 94th Academy Awards with a tennis court-filmed performance of her nominated song, Be Alive. King Richard won one Oscar, and that was Best Actor for Will Smith. Just thinking back over his long career, and you know, being the freshman of Bel Air, and you think about some of the performances they did like 20 years ago for Ollie, and he could have deserved an Oscar for that. But King Richard, definitely a culmination of a career of sorts. But just an hour before he got the award, in the midst of Chris Rock presenting the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature, which went to Questlove, Chris Rock went off script, told a joke about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Will Smith ran up and slapped him. Most people watching, at least in North America, were trying to figure out what was going on, if it was scripted or not. Microphone went off, no audio was heard for a bit, and then the video was distorted. As we discovered through other feeds through Australia and Japan, there was still stuff going on at that point, some swearing and some name-calling. And yes, it's... The ramification was all pending, but the shock amongst everyone in the theater, along with the audience, especially the viewing audience at home, was agog. All manners of deciding who was right or whatnot, even though it's just a bad look all around. I mean, Chris Rock, in some ways, should know better. So he did a narrate and I think produce a documentary about black women's hair called Good Hair that goes into the various things that, uh, various problems that uh, black women's hair ha- runs into, both culturally and then some of the medical things that happen. Um, I can't say it properly. I think it's alopecia, but it's the idea of hair loss. But as well, too, I mean, shave your head. It is an outstanding look, so run with that. But Chris Rock has been joking about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith for years, and this basically all came to a head, so... At this point, Will Smith sort of apologized during his acceptance speech for the Oscar for Best Actor, although it was mostly to the Academy. Of course, he has to apologize to the Williams sisters because the Williams sisters were the ones who executive produced the story about their dad. He was Richard Williams, father of Venus and Serena Williams, made them the tennis players that we know, some of the fabulous athletes. And their entire award series season for King Richard has dealt with Jane Campion's random comments a few weeks back at another award ceremony. This entire fracas is unreal. So right now, at least no charges are being pressed for assault. Um, the Academy is doing its own investigation what to do here. I'm not sure if they're going to revoke it or make sure he's ineligible for future awards. It's hard to say because the story is in 
unfolding. It's crazy. And the Oscar producers were hoping for an exciting Oscars. And as Chris Rock indicated, television history was made, but it is nuts. Who <laughs> anticipated that all this was going on? But just a reminder, violence is not the answer. And also, there was a bit of ableism at place there. So just, uh. I'm not sure where else to go with that. But I know people have their own hot takes there. Unfortunate, as it were, to sort of distract from everything else that was happening as part of an award celebration. One thing that did happen in the Oscars is they did have a moment of silence for the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the victims of Ukraine there. Right now, it seems like Russia is at least aiming, based on how poorly this invasion's gone with them, to just aim for the two oblasts that wanted to separate in the east, just to save face, despite the fact that all that's kind of infected surreptitiously anyway. So, But yeah, it's got at least one Ukrainian-adjacent act here, since a famous Ukrainian-Canadian who's in the music world is Gordy Johnson, who played guitar with bands like Big Sugar, and uh, he also formed the Rockabilly Act, kind of more Southern rock based in Austin, called Grady. We hear a lot of Big Sugar here in Canada, so I'm going to opt with some Grady here. It's a little bit lesser known here. This off of a 2009 album, Good Is Dead. Here's Grady with If I Was King. If I was king, even for a day.
You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Ice cream man, ice cream man, uh, can I have this? I want this over here and a, a toast down by my father and give me this ice over here and vanilla cone. Thank you, ice cream man. Thank you. Thank you, ice cream man.
from their most recent album, 2021's God's P at State's End. That was Godspeed, you, Black Emperor. With Our Side, Has to Win, a song written tribute of their European tour agent, Dick Hugson, otherwise known as D.H. Perhaps you caught Godspeed, you, Black Emperor, since they played in town earlier this month. Show I did want to go see. This point, I'm just pacing myself to one concert a week right now. But I did catch them a few years ago. After hoping to see them for years. And always a good time. Plenty of drama built up there. Always felt like Godspeed, you black emperor, would uh, face, was warning us about the end of the world. It's funny how their sound now, as the world ends, almost gains more relevance. Anyways. My name's Gak, you're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver, broadcasting from Muncie and Musqueam Territory from the Student Nest on UBC campus. If you can't catch us on the radio or on Telesoptic, on your television sets on channel 7023, or streaming live at www.citr.ca. We're also available as a podcast. Behind me, this is Brandon Auger. And off of a compilation in support of the Ukrainian resistance through the awesome cassette label of England called Industrial Coast. The compilation's called No More War Pigs. This is called Detaching. In recent news about Ukraine, it looks like there are some peace talks in place to allow Russia to save face, despite Ukraine's, like, get out of here. But, of course, in the complicated world of Russian politics... Uh, Two Ukrainian peace negotiation negotiators and uh, one Russian oligarch, one of the billionaires, Roman Abramovich, who I think owns the Chelsea Football Club in England, uh, now show signs of some poisoning. Not sure if it was a polonium tea or some sort of umbrella tip thing, but I don't understand what's going on. But it seems to be consistent with the worldview at place there where nobody is happy. I've spoken over some of the ambient tracks that uh, artists have been releasing in support of Ukraine. So for this little segment here, I'm going to try to focus on not talking over them. And hopefully this suits in well. So as mentioned last week, a compilation through Northern Electronics came out called A Dove Has Sprayed Her Wings, Relief for Ukraine. And this is one of the tracks off of that. This will be Claudio PRC with The Darkest Hour.
Can you hear that? The SOS to the world from the people of Ukraine. And you've never wanted to help more. Yet you've never felt more helpless. Here's what you can do. Give to the Ukraine Humanitarian Crisis Appeal. The Red Cross is on the ground to make sure your donation supplies food, water, shelter, and other urgent support. Show everyone affected by the Ukraine conflict that you hear them, loud and clear. Go to redcross.ca. So we start off with Claudio PRC off the Relief for Ukraine compilation of Dove Has Spread Her Wings. We heard the darkest hour. Then things got a little bit more skittery with Ski Mask. Released a few weeks ago, a compilation featuring previously unreleased music called A. We heard Korarchiota, referring to a single-celled organism. Ski Mask is part of the UK modern kind of, I wouldn't say it's like post-grime, post-dubstep, but part of the electronic scene there. Wonderful stuff. And after a brief little snippet from Vancouver's Blank Banshee, off of the album Music for Menus, we heard Boot in the background. This is home. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. A good many of these may already be found in either your favorite record store where you find your music online, since albums don't necessarily tie now to a Friday release schedule. And also the information I get sometimes... Mostly called from filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net is more retroactive, like, oh, this came out. So, always hard to keep track of. I try to do my best here, and hopefully this is helpful to you. As new releases go, Jorun Flush Samuelson's score to Alahatr Johan is out this week. It's self-released. Called Stetson does the score to the miniseries Among the Stars. It's available through Disney+. Plus. That's out, coming up through Walt Disney Records. As Real As You Make It is scored by Lauren Coughlin. That is self-released. Paula Olaz provides the score to Beyond the Summit. That's coming out through Movie Score Media. The TV series The Chelsea Detective is scored by Ian Arbor, and that soundtrack is coming out through Silver Screen. Alex Belcher composes the score to The Contractor. That's coming out through Sony Classical. The No Frere Bless is scored by Emile Sornet. That's coming out for 440 hertz. The TV series The Gilded Age is scored by Harry and Rupert Gregson Williams. That's coming out through our tower music. Pierre Guerrino and former Vancouverite Alex Zhang Hung Tai provide the score to I Was a Simple Man, a film you can find on Criterion Channel. Tied to Hawaii, that is self released. Batu Sanir scores the miniseries Ice Age Scrat Tales. That's coming out through Hollywood Records. Long Live My Happy Head is scored by Alexandra Hamilton Ayers. That's coming out through Manners McDade. The video game A Memoir Blue scored by Joel Corlitz. That's coming out through Annapurna Interactive. David Bowman provides the score to Moonshot. That's coming out through Water Tower Music. John Erkstrand composes the score to Morbius, the latest in Marvel Cinematic Universe Wonder. That's coming out through Sony Classical. Although I think that's more tied to the Spider-Man side of the house. I'll leave it to the comic book geeks to sort of figure the whole thing out. What else? Well, season one of Natural Law, scored by Justin Mellon. That's coming out through Gardner Recordings. The miniseries Pam and Tommy, scored by Matthew Margeson. That's coming out through Lakeshore Records. Ariel Marks scores So Cold the River. That is self-released. 
And then Jarv Is, the new band by Jarvis Cocker, formerly of Pulp, provides the score to This Is Going to Hurt. That's coming out through Rough Trade. As well, Chris Bowers, we mentioned before, does the score to Bridgerton Season 2. That soundtrack's coming out through Capitol Records. Gabrielle Yared's music from Broken Keys, Le Dernier Piano. That's coming out through Plaza Mayor. Then on the release front, Craig Saffin's score from the 1925 version of The Phantom of the Opera. It's coming out through Entrada. There's a vinyl version of Japanese breakfast music from the video game Sable coming up through Sony Masterworks. And we did a past profile of that on Exploding Head Movies 584 to close out 2021. Nice Tangerine Dream score, Strange Behavior is coming out through BSX Records. And those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. All right. Amongst everything that's going on, there's still a pandemic underway. And I know that certain mask mandates have been lifted and other things are supposed to be reopening society and whatnot. But uh, surprise, surprise, in some areas, COVID counts are going up again because of the BA.2 variant, which is as infectious and potentially worse than Omicron. So tread carefully out there. Sam Tudor is a Vancouver artist and uh, just a couple days ago put out a new song called Same As Me, which you can find on Bandcamp. Most recent album is 2021's Two Half Words. But we're going to go back to 2014 here off the modern new year. Here's Sam Tudor with a song called Vaccines. Saw it on the screen Generator that keeps moving this machine It's gotten into me that I know what it means It's something that I've seen I'm laying bricks to wisdom Leaving spaces in between Oh Wrote it in the will I would like to go out unconfined and still But as the winter's coming creeping down the hills With an unfamiliar chill I'll be somewhere warm just waiting for my empty cup to fill Oh I'm still looking for the biggest stone we said I'd throw them at the crowd But every passing year I always stay right here And I'll be there when the glory all goes down oh. Told it to the saints Said I'd like to trade my canvas in for paint St. Cecilia came down and told me, friend, it's better in the end to burn the old acrylic, keep you warm while you defend, oh. Saw it on the screen, generator that keeps moving this machine gotten into me that I know what it means. It's something that I've seen. 
I'm trying to kill a virus while I'm giving it vaccines. Oh no. I'm still looking for the biggest stone. I always said I'd throw them at the crowd. But every passing year, I always stay right here. And I'll be there when the glory all goes down. Oh.
Jesse Ware with a single that came off a deluxe edition of her previous album, What's Your Pleasure? Bibbles a single on its own. That was Jesse Ware with Please. Fun pop out of the UK. In the background, this is Tim Hecker from the soundtrack to a television miniseries that aired on BBC and the CBC called The North Water. This is a breather. Tim Hecker, another adventurous composer here, based in Canada. I think Montreal mostly nowadays, but there's been some mixture work in Iceland and Berlin. And uh, Northwater stars Colin Farrell, Jack O'Connell, Stephen Graham, Tom Courtney, and Peter Mullen. Based on Ian McGuire's novel, the same name a harpooner and brutish killer whose immorality has been shaped to fit into the harshness of his world and he sets sail for a whaling expedition to the Arctic. And yeah, things don't go well. And that's your brief spoiler of what's going on here. We'll get into the world of Coda shortly here, but I do want to give some indication of the change into spring here. I have magnolia trees in front of my new place, so it's great to see them bloom. And there's the first wave of cherry blossoms are underway, so a bit of a Sakura vibe is throughout here. The Go Team put out Get Up Sequences Part 1 last year, bringing a return of their kind of like skip rope hip-hop jams. Hoping a Part 2 comes in soon, but at the very least, this album is a blast to hear. Definitely want to see these folks live again. This will be the Go Team with... Let the seasons work.
Tune into Post Rock Friday from 10 to 11 with your host John P for the best in post rock, drone, ambient, experimental, and noise. Well, we do this. Hello. Hello. Boy, this is exciting. Exploding head movies. Kate Trinata, off of most recent single, Intimidated. That was Be Careful, featuring the wonderful vocals of Thundercats. Thundercats is the super bassist Steven Bruner. Now, a Star Wars character, because he appears in some episodes of the most recent Mandalorian spinoff, The Book of Boba Fett. We still need a name for his mod artist, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I quickly looked on the Wikipedia known as Wikipedia just to see what it is, but no, nothing yet. Thundercat's most recent album is last year's It Is What It Is. Definitely great to see live. And behind me, this is Eiko Ishibashi from the soundtrack to 
the best foreign language, language film winner this year at the Oscars, Drive My Car. This track is Drive My Car, Kafuku. Drive My Car is directed by Ryusuke Hamaguchi. It's based in part by Haruki Marakami's short story of the same name, found in the 2014 collection Men Without Women, about an aging actor who deals with the death of his wife and has a woman act as a chauffeur to drive him where he needs to go. It was nominated for a Best Picture. And for a brief moment, it would be, we thought it would be similar to like Parasite a couple years ago. That it could potentially win, and I was almost banking on that happening. But in the end, based on the way that the Oscar voting went, and if you're curious, it is a ranked ballot. So that is why Coda became your Best Picture winner. Coda, directed by Sean Hedder, who also worked on the screenplay. It's a remake of a 2014 French film called La Famille Bellier, starring Amelia Jones, whom we heard at the start of the episode as a CODA, which is an acronym for Child of Deaf Adults, as a teenage girl helps her fishing parents who are deaf, while she also discovers she has a singing voice. It's the first film starring predominantly deaf actors to win Best Picture, featuring folks like Troy Kotzer and Marley Matlin. And its film score was done by Marius DeVries, an English producer. It's collaborated with acts like Bjerk, Madonna, Massive Attack, David Bowie, Rufus Wainwright, PJ Harvey, Annie Lennox in the past. Worked on films like Moulin Rouge and the 90s version of Romeo and Juliet with Baz Luhrmann. He also worked on La La Land, another controversial Oscar thing a few years back, although not based on the film itself, but just what happened as part of how it won stuff tight envelopes. And DeVries also executive produced the music from the most recent musical film, Annette, which should have got some more Oscar love based on the songs done by Sparks. Let's listen to a few cues from DeVries' score. It was not nominated, but I'll talk a little bit more about his history and what Coda did during the Oscars. Here's Marius DeVries with one thing I know how to do.
So from his score to the Best Picture winner, Coda, we heard Marius DeVries first off with One Thing I Know How to Do. Then we heard Going to Boston. And in the background, this is Wait, Wait, Stop, Stop. Coda won three Oscars last night. It was nominated in only these three categories. So it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay by director Sean Hedder. Based on the original motion picture screenplay La Famille Bellier, written by Victoria Bedos, Thomas uh, Bidegain, Stanislas Carré de Malberg, and Eric Lartigau. Of course, Best Picture, producers Rousselet, I'm sorry, Philippe Rousselet, Fabrice Gianfermi, and Patrick Waksberger. And Coda marks the first streaming picture to win. So think of all the years that Netflix has been trying to hone in and try to make its mark. An apple beam to the punch. Although, honestly, Coda has just been racking up awards no matter where it went. Because at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival, it picked up multiple awards there, along with picking up some Producer Guild of America awards, Writers Guild, Screen Actors Guild. Wonderful stuff there. And perhaps the most touching moment of the Oscars, and hopefully something we can remember instead of people slapping each other. Best Supporting Actor was won by Troy Kotzer making him only the second deaf person to win an Oscar. After CODA co-star Marley Matlin won Best Actress in 1986's Children of a Lesser God. When the presenter of his Oscar announced that he had won, she basically put everything down and actually signed his name. And he came up on stage, and the audience did the uh, deaf way of applauding clapping because no one can hear the clapping so they just waved and then as Jung Yok Jung held his Oscar allowed Kotzer to sign his thank yous and do it that way that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies for this week and Oscar season is done so we can get back to some regular stuff which I'll talk about shortly but coming up at 9 it's The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker a new guide to around midnight or so so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening if you missed any of this week's episode, just look at www.citr.ca. Look up Exploding Head Movies there. You're looking up episode 596. So you can see a track listing and a download for that. Plus a link to subscribe to the podcast and where to find things. So next week, I know there's been some requests for it. So it's an overdue part eight of our all ambient episodes. And based on how timing goes, I'll try to focus on some of the soothing sounds that came out in 2021 as I play catch up. And it'll be appropriate for me since I'm heading off to Salt Spring tomorrow. So I can decompress for a little bit and think about that. Otherwise, it will be April. We'll talk about baseball. Look at a baseball-themed soundtrack. Might be Field of Dreams. We'll see. Otherwise, the actress Monica Vitzup recently passed away. We might look at the soundtrack to La Ventura. The French Dispatch was shut out of all the awards. So we'll look at that Wes Anderson film. And we'll see how that goes. But... Since we're doing all ambient next week, this next act is coming to town, and it's a nice segue to the jazz show, because it's some British jazz here. It's the Sons of Komet, with Shabaka Hutchings on tenor sax and woodwinds, Theon Cross on tuba, Edward Wakili Hick on percussion, as is Tom Skinner, and then also on tenor sax, it's Steve Williamson. Most recent albums, 2021's Black, 2021's Black to the Future, and there's various vocalists on their latest album, including Leanne Lahavas and Koji Radical. Curious to see who's touring with them because Sons of Commit play the Imperial next Thursday, April 7th. Doors are at 7, shows at 8, there is an Oprah. Don't know who it is, it's not published anywhere. I 
looked. I can't tell you. Tickets start at $25. It's a 19 older show. And this track features More Mother and Angel Bat Dawood here on vocals. From Black to the Future, this is Sons of Comet with Pick Up Your Burning Cross. This has been Exploding Head Movies. And yes, we'll see you in seven days. Just hell in the rage.